0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria.
0: Well, hey, you guys. I promised we would be back for one last show of the year, and we have a good one lined up for you. This is probably the best way I can think of to finish out 2015. I love it when authors on this show have a book topic that also fits so perfectly For authors in transformation who want to finish their book Uh, and this book is probably the perfect example Um, Mark J Silverman is a professional coach and consultant and he is also the best-selling author of only tens using distraction to get the right things done Mark thank you so much for being our guest today
2: thank you for having me it all started with you so this is this is perfect
0: Nah, well, how, how fitting we should be ending, ending the year of, of Book Journey's podcast with this episode. This book is one of my favorites for so many reasons, but particularly because the ideas in this book, I think, are essential for anyone who has struggled to write a book to understand. So let's just start off with kind of the, the ground level description. Tell us what Only Tens is about.
2: So Only Tens, I describe it as an anti time management book. It fits into the time time management uh category, but it's more about managing my attention and my energy, where where that flows, where that's gonna go. So instead of fighting myself, I have A D D and a lot of a lot of successful entrepreneurs struggle with having a, a lot of things vying for their attention, whether they're personal, business or just creative. And for me that's kind of Stifled myself, uh, it, it was a stumbling block to actually getting some of these ideas implemented. So the, writing the book was myself getting my Ph.D. in doing the things that I wanted to accomplish. So instead of managing my time, I knew when I paid attention to certain things, they got done and they got done brilliantly. So I, I started to learn to manage that and follow the energy and the attention in the right places and all of a sudden, my to-do list started getting done, and the things on my to-do list were important to me and the people that I cared about, and that's what the book entails, It's my journey through this process.
0: So what happens when you have to get something done, like, I don't know, your taxes or something, that your energy is not flowing towards? Because there are some things we have to do, right? How do you address right. that?
2: That's so. Funny. That's, 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 if, if, if you look in the reviews, or if you look in any anything they ever post, people say, "But I have to do this." And the truth is, I don't have to do anything. I talk to my, you know, I have to go to work. No, you don't. You kind of want to mm. go to work because you want the benefits, you want the paycheck, but you don't have to do anything. I don't have to pay my taxes. I just don't want the IRS knocking on my door with with the with the issues. So that's the first thing, and that's you know that's pretty basic in 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 New Age circles to talk about that, but then in practicality, if if I'm thinking I have to do something, I'm coming from a victim mentality. I'm coming from a place of weakness. When I realize that I'm choosing something, uh, when I'm choosing to go take, you know, I, I use the example in the book that I have a, a sick kid, but I really need to go to work. Oh my God, I have to take the kid to the doctor. And if I take one or two minutes just to work through the fact that I don't have to take my kid to the doctor. I can let my kid die in the living room. But what I want to do is be a good parent. I want to care for my child. It's an empowering way to go through it. And that switch changes the energy. Now, that doesn't change the fact that I still pay my bills, even though I have the money, on the day they're due. I haven't changed that just because I wrote a book about time and energy management. I just stopped stressing about it. I know that it becomes a 10. It becomes important on the day they're due. I get my taxes done on the 14th, not not mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. in December and January. And I stopped stressing about it. But it, the cool thing that I learned was by managing the smaller things in my life and letting go of all the shoulds and all the things I did because of fear, all of a sudden my bills started getting paid You know, even earlier, my plane reservations, which I always did in the last minute, I got done. I started freeing myself up by taking things off my list, and got more of those those quote unquote after things done that I didn't get done anyway.
0: Right. See, this is what I love about how this translates to authors is so many people have had writing a book on their to do list for like twenty years, literally, like. There are many authors I talk to that have had this as as an action item for decades, but it clearly wasn't a 10. And I love the idea that until something is at that level of priority, you just get to stop worrying about it. And I love that magical shift. That when you free yourself from feeling like, oh, I'm totally sucking at writing a book or I really need to do my taxes, everyone else is getting their tax returns, everyone else is getting their taxes in. Like all of that anxiety, when you let go of that, you have so much more time to get that stuff done.
2: (laughs) But what's interesting about that in writing a book is I had decided to write a book, believe it or not, the day before I talked to you, (laughs) You you showed up in my life the day I decided to write a book. But if I had decided to write a book and I decided to sit down and write a book, and it was a 10 for me, I really wanted to write a book, I never would have gotten a book done. But the 10 part was I want to write a book. I'm too scattered to ever write a book. So I'm going to hire someone and get into a program that's going to give me deadlines and parameters and bookends so that I can write a book in three months uh and that's my hack for getting my ten done. So it's not it's not like magically making myself all of a sudden organized and focused and and Johnny on the spot. I want to do this. I'm saying yes to this. As Steve Chandler says, uh you know the the how to isn't the problem, it's saying yes. So once I said yes, found you, found this program, wrote a book, done. Mm. Love it. So, tell
0: me more about the subtitle because you talk about using distraction. What do you mean by that?
2: So, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot, a a lot of creative people, a lot of very successful people, on on first in their own, between their own two ears, and in my head, I've got more ideas, more things. I'm more interested in things and fascinated by things. I love connecting with people that I can't stay on one thing. Doing my taxes is is like jail to me. So I'm. I'm going to always look for that dopamine rush. Add to that that I am severely ADD and I was on riddling until I discovered this whole this whole new way of being that actually my intuition and my energy and my distractions were, were the places that I really wanted to spend my time. Then when I started to trust that and I started to tease out, what are the false tense? What are the things that are kind of addictions or places where I was running away with my attention. When I started to pay attention to that, I started to trust the things that I really wanted to do. So one of the, one of the stories I tell is I, um, I got this idea back in the spring. to do. I was, I was asked to do a presentation on vulnerability and risk in se- this past September in front of 150 coaches, people that I respect from all over the world so i was i was going to do this this presentation and i got i got i got the idea that i wanted to learn to play the guitar now i'm in my 50s i don't you know i don't know how to play the guitar and i was going to play the guitar and i decided i was going to sing and i don't sing in public and i'm thinking to myself why would i do this now it's a 10 i got a lightning bolt for that normally i would ignore that too risky too scary too hard but because i live this life how does it how does this translate to business i'm growing a business here what what does this make any sense to me so i said i trust this so all summer long i learned to play the guitar i focused on this presentation and september 17th i get on stage and instead of telling people that they should risk how do they how do they go out on a limb how should they be authentic and vulnerable I decided to show them and I showed them the video of me learning to play the guitar and learning to sing. And then I did it on stage, real time, showed them. I I decided to fail in front of everybody. And out of that came business and credibility. And, you know, part of, part of that corresponded with the launch of this book. So what seemed like a crazy sidetrack distraction because of the, the energy behind it turned out to actually be an exponential growth for my business.
0: So when you say it was a ten for you, how did you know or or I'm going to ask this for our listeners, how can they know? What do you look for to know if something's a real ten or one of those kind of fake out addiction tens?
2: So this is trial and error. This is for me it's an experiment. Look in the past. what I did was I looked in the past. I ran the Marine Corps marathon. This is what my coach said to me. He says, Mark, when you focus, you actually do incredible things. It's just you gotta pick what to focus on. And I looked back and I went, I decided to run the Marine Corps Marathon. I couldn't run a mile. And in eight months I trained for the Marine Corps Marathon. Didn't matter that my back hurt, didn't matter that my knees hurt, didn't matter that uh my kid you know, I had no t- I didn't have the time to train for a marathon. I did it because it was a ten. And I started looking at the things like when when the new iPhone comes out, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm in line. I'm buying the iPhone. It's done. It, 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 there's no question, and it's done. So I started looking for things in my life like that. That when when I when I put my mind to it, when when I'm sitting there and I put on my list to pay the bills, pay the bills every day. It's pay the bills, pay the bills, pay the bills. But then the day they're due, all of a sudden it's a ten. I noticed that. When I have that feeling, and I start to get to understand that feeling of when I'm, going to, when I'm going to focus on things, then I start to look at Netflix and Facebook and uh, certain you know things that you know the, I'll go I'll go I'll go shopping instead of the business things I want to do, uh, or I'll I'll have conversations with people that aren't have nothing to do with business, and I'll start to notice how I feel about things and what comes to fruition. So it's an experiment and all it takes is three or four or five days and you start to get to know when you're lying to yourself. You start to get to know what is a false distraction and what is an empowering distraction. Take no time at all once you're paying attention.
0: Mm, I love it. It's, you know, the example I often use is that if you um, this is hard for those of us who are married, but if you're dating You can be super busy, and if you're dating someone who's really interesting, you suddenly have all this time to see them. Like you're free every night. (laughs) When before you were really busy, (laughs) it's like – And I think it's really interesting, like the things that we don't want to do, like, you know, paying our bills or maybe there's a a blog post you're putting off writing or maybe there are some difficult phone call you have to make. It seems like everything but doing that can fill up the time. Um, So it's just fascinating how we think of time as this really fixed Thing, that's, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Like you gotta sleep for eight and work for eight. Like there's not that much flexible time.
2: But really, it's much more elastic
0: than I think we are led to believe.
2: There's two painful things that happen when 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 I get people to start this experiment. One, the conf- it confronts my victimhood that I don't have time. Or that I have to do things, it really confronts that you know as you said, if I want to go on a date i 'm going on a date it doesn 't really matter that I have something due the next day i 'm going on that date. I start to see that i 'm actually oh i 've always been making choices i 've always actually only been doing my tens it 's just the reason that there are ten changes sometimes i 'm not sure what they are, so that victim thing goes goes away, and then the other the other painful thing is that you start to see how much should fear and other people's agendas affect your to do list. When I saw the things on my to do list and how many of them had anything to do with something I wanted to do, needed to get done, or even any of those half those quote unquote half to things, how many of those things had something to do with somebody else, a should or a fear, half the half the list just went away. And that's really tough mm. to confront that. Yeah. So, so,
0: so what happens when those things come up? What do, what do most people do and how is it different if they're
2: working with you? So when, what I, I'm a big believer in being gentle with myself and being gentle because I'll, I'll rebel. I rebel. Uh, I'm a kid at heart. And I think we all have like a little teenager inside of ourselves that rebel when, when we're kind of forced into scary things. So saying no to someone, no, I'm not going to go to that PTA meeting, or telling your boss, you know what, I'm actually going to leave work on time today. Setting boundaries and having difficult conversations, what I what I counsel people to do is try one small one. Try not doing it, see how it feels. You know, but notice, just tell the truth to yourself as you go along. You don't even have to act. You don't have to change a thing. Just notice. And all of a sudden, it just gets to be too painful to not say no. It gets too painful mm. to 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 ignore what you now see, and then you start to act, rather than forcing myself to act. Mm, fascinating.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the process of writing this book. One of the things that I like to ask people is, um, now that your book is done, it's out, you're holding a copy in your hand, if you could go back in time and give advice to Mark Silverman circa 6 months ago or 9 months ago um before you started this process, what do you wish you knew? What what advice would you give yourself?
2: Oh, uh, well, if I could go back, I would say trust trust that this is going to happen because I was absolutely sure I was going to be the first person in your program to fail. There was no there was no question I was going to fail. Everyone's that
0: afraid guy. of that, by the way. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, and being in the forum, it was nice to know that we all felt things like that, but I was sure that I was the guy because I couldn't put two thoughts together, you know. The second was, you you know, you, you gave me a developmental editor in Kate who was just magical and brilliant, but I didn't know how much she would be helped to me. As the process went on, I was like, oh, my God, had I, had I really – paid attention to it and had that initial meeting with her the month before I would have been so much ahead ahead for myself Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it so that so you know the team and the supports there in place now lean on them uh so I I didn't understand writing I didn't understand
0: I think that advice really translates to anyone like in your case you had you had Kate but everyone has resources and I think we don't always take a stock of what's there before we jump into it. So we're not always taking advantages of the resources around us. Is that, do you think I'm right about
2: that? I think you're totally right about that. You know, the other thing I might've done is I think I might've sent drafts out. I would have uh, assembled a posse or a team earlier and sent out drafts to people to have them get their impact on it more so than I did. Uh, Mm. I'm, I'm, you know, again, I'm a ready fire aim person, so I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of happy that we just threw this thing together, put it out. And I, again, the, the advice that you gave as we were coming into the final edits to everybody, when you said, "You know what? You have all written brilliant books. The message that you want to get to your readers is in your books. Now the final edits are your own window dressing. They're for you. You've already done it. That that really helped tremendously." <laughs> that it doesn't have to be perfect. Because I can go back and rewrite this book, you know, 10 more times. Uh, but the message is there and it's done. And I, I like that. That was really helpful.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you could keep editing a book for as long as you want. Like there's no um, there's no time that that finishes. I talk about um, a book that I worked on that Jackie Kennedy Onassis was the editor for. And if I gave that book to any other editor today, they would just edit it because that's what editors do, they edit. <laughs> mm. So, um, so deciding to stop in advance, um, it's not just about knowing when to stop, it's just deciding this is when I'm going to stop because I could stay at this forever and it's not it's not making a difference. It's not out there in the world. Or um I love what Seth Godin talks about shipping your art. Um like mm. shipping is definitely um, you know, a huge part of what's required in order to make a difference. It's, you have to do having it. Having a ship date. But you have to ship it. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: mm-hmm. you know, you get the, day, the, day, the day we sign up, you give us a ship date, and that ship date starts starts coming. We, we tend right to rise quick. to the cash. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, let's talk about writer's block because I know that's something that there were times when you maybe felt challenged to write or didn't know what to say next, what what was your experience with writer's block and how did you deal with it and maybe how would you deal with it now
2: so the, the 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 run of the mill writer's block that i had was kind of helped by with you by and 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 the group by just sit down and write just write anything it doesn't doesn't matter the the big writer's block that i had as a person with ADD is that I couldn't organize it. Uh so what you what you helped me with well, you you gave us a template and you said you know put your chapters into the template the pages and you had a, you had a way of writing a book. So for me because of, because of this uh this uh way of way of creative thinking I couldn't think in a linear fashion. So you freed me up by saying just write whatever you need to write and then we'll plug it in later. That helped Tremendously, so I started writing chapters, or I started writing parts of chapters, and then deciding, oh, it belongs over here. Oh, then it belongs, and we put it together like a puzzle. That was that was that helped get me through. But there were da- there were days where I just like running the marathon, where I also I paint mandalas, and mandalas are a meditation. Where mm. you know I started. It's a great idea. I love the idea of writing a mandala. I love the idea of running a marathon. I love the idea of writing a book. Then there comes the days when I'm like, what was I thinking? This is crazy. I can't do this. There's no way I'm gonna do this. And uh I I was in tears several times because it was just so hard. And in hindsight, I got through it. And it got you know, and you know, you sit down to the typewriter, you start typing and all of a sudden stuff starts coming out. Uh in fact one of the best chapters was I'm using I'm using my book to write this book. <laughs> it's a Which is sort me. of
0: meta, but talk about that.
2: So so I, when, I, when I started writing, I couldn't write anything. I couldn't figure out what to do. So I sat down at the computer and I said, writing this book is a 10 for me. All I want to do is eat or look at Facebook or run away somehow. I don't want to do this. And I just started write, typing this. Stuff. And I realized mm. if something's a 10 for me, I will go through the uncomfortableness. You know, no matter if the if the if the task is a ten, then the fear or the block is a nine, and I can get through it. And I'll use whatever I need, whether it be the group that you put us in, my my editor, or just sheer you know, bullishly putting myself through it. Uh, but I I, I swear the, the 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 task of just putting my fingers on the keyboard and writing anything seems to be the best remedy for writer's block. I do too. I think
0: just literally writing, I have writer's block right now, and it's really hard for me to write, and there's nothing coming to mind, and I can't think of anything. Like if you literally just type that, you will get to your chapter. Like eventually mm. your
2: chapter will come out of you. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I have all my clients' uh, journal, And I said, I actually don't care if you just open the journal, write today's date, and say, hello, journal, and close your journal. <laughs> uh, you know, because inevitably you're going to write in your journal,
0: right? Yeah, yep. It's like the old trick of you don't have to go to the gym; just drive to the gym. I think that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so let's talk about what's happened since your book came out. It's been out for a few months now. Um, mm-hmm. What what is so far? What's the best thing to come out of having your own book?
2: The best thing I ever, uh, is me getting a Ph.D. in the subject matter is I now trust myself to finish things. I trust myself to pick the projects and to actually get them to fruition and get them, you know, to ship where I could never trust myself before. I didn't know what was going to ship and what wasn't. So that was the biggest thing. The second biggest thing is I get messages from every corner of planet Earth that my book has helped transform somebody's life. That is amazing to me. I was, speak, you know, I was speaking in California when the book first came out, and uh, the next morning after I spoke on stage, uh, we're going, I'm getting my coffee, and some guy comes running across the lobby, and he goes, Mark, Mark, I read your book last night, which I love. I wrote a short book so that people could read it in anything. evening. I read your I book that. last night. I changed everything. I changed my reservations. I canceled these meetings. I ch- it changed – you wrote a book for messed up people, He used the F word. You said you wrote a book for messed up people. Oh, my God, you wrote a book for me. This was great. And I'm like, can I use that as a tagline? But what I loved is yeah. he was free. He was free. People, and that's what happens. Everybody you – know, not everybody, but all these messages that come in from all over the places, they say, Mark, you finally freed me up. You hurt you. You understand what it's like, and I can stop fighting. It's so and that that's so satisfying that this book made a difference in one person's life. Now I think I think it's thousands of people's lives.
0: That's pretty amazing, right?
2: It's and very cool. That, not not only that. Walking by the way, walking around handing someone a book that you wrote or signing a book. I, right, signing signing your book which to me seems like a little thing and handing it to someone and someone going, oh, thank you. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I it like is Stephen really King. cool,
0: but I also feel like, and, and tell me if you've had this experience, but I feel like when you talk about how writing this book gave you a PhD in your own process, when you talk about that moment of signing your own book copies, um, I also think something changes in you that you have more space for your clients, that you show up in a bigger way, um, that you embody kind of a, the next version of yourself.
2: The, I, I agree with that. You know, it, it, so I, I don't believe that people need to write a book to have credibility in their field. I, I, I you know, I think a lot of people stay stuck in coaching in whatever they do, saying, "I got to write a book so people will take me seriously." So I, I really caution people there. But now having written a book and having written a book that, that actually makes a difference to to a, to an audience, there is a um it's not it's a word credibility, but there there's an expan I think the word expansive is what, what you mm-hmm. just said. Mm-hmm. There's 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 yeah. something there that just kinda goes I you know, it opens a door. I actually believe I've got two new clients just from the book. And I charge a lot of money so the the book is paid for itself
0: that's awesome i love to hear that so um so what what has opened up for you um is there something now that the book is out that is an obvious what's next that's shown up for you a way you're changing and growing either personally or professionally
2: that's a that's a that's an interesting one because there's a lot of opportunities coming my way because of the book uh there's 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 uh you know i wrote the book as you told me for a specific person uh, you said write the book for one person now there's a there's an addendum i'd like to write that that kind of uses it specifically for sales only 10 for sales and, for mm-hmm. business. and but it's not a 10 for me yet uh you know so i'm i'm curious. Then people I've gotten contacted with why don't you do an Only Tens journal and notepads and we could market this stuff and you could make a million bucks doing this? Not a 10 I love for me it. So I'm how
0: doing, I was gonna say, how will you know what to do next?
2: So none none of that is none of that is uh um, manifesting for myself as something I want to do. But the interest the thing that has manifested is in the past several weeks I've been contacted by people from all over the world to do podcasts like this, uh, and, and to talk about this message. So I'm talking to more and more people. What I love in my business, I don't know that I want to be the the getting things done or the getting the right things done guy like David Allen and start my own movement in that. What I want what I like to do is I want I like my coaching business. I like my one on one coaching, I like helping transform people's lives so they can go out and transform the world. That's my thing this book has given me an opportunity to talk to so many more people and free them up and, 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 and grow my own, uh, you know, a a lot of my colleagues are giving away this book, uh, which is really fun. So that's what I, it's expanding me that way, whether or not I I do a program for this or whether I really exploit it to the max, I don't know. And, but I have the opportunity. I have a tool now that I could go and I just want to go make money. I can do that.
0: All right, if you want to get in on this, you want to go to Amazon and buy the book Only Tens, and you can also head over to www.markjsilverman.com, and Mark is with a K, -K M-A-R-K-J-Silverman.com. Mark, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest.
2: Thank you, and thank you, for, thank you for having me write a book, Angela. This was great.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's it for us for 2015. We look forward to being back with Book Journeys uh, next year.
1: This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. Thank you